Oh, baby. Welcome back to the Talking Sports Better Than Most podcast, where today we've got a lot on the agenda. But first off, we've got to get covered on the Super Bowl and all that happened last Sunday. That's right. We um, are coming off of uh, very exciting playoffs, obviously, in the NFL, and it all kind of culminated last Sunday with the Rams' victory over the Bengals. Um, Steven obviously did make everyone know that he picked the Rams in that game. Um, hey, when you get one pick right out of a lot wrong, you you you, you get let you let everyone know you got one right at least. I mean, if I had gotten all of them right, it would just been like every other game. It'd have been nothing new. But I got the Super Bowl right. It was a good game. I predicted that they'd have less than 150 yards rushing on the podcast combined. They had 30 yards less than 150. So, uh, I mean, it just it felt good to get one right once in a while. I got one right Saturday night. Oh, really? What was that? Yeah. Remember Ohio State beat Michigan? Huh. Oh, wait. No, I picked Michigan. Oh, my goodness. I was kind of like right. me when I picked Ohio State to win in Auburn in November, yeah. and they uh, failed to do so. So, um, I'm predicting Ohio State to win and beat Michigan in a couple of weeks. So, there, I'm just laying that one out there. But, anyways, back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, we talked a little bit about everything. We talked about um, all the different positions last week in the podcast. We definitely talked about, you know, I thought maybe somebody would maybe get the ground rolling, you know, rushing the ball, but it was kind of pathetic across the board on that. I don't know. I had a different feel about the Super Bowl. Like, I felt like we had two teams in the end that just looked like they had gone through the gamut of the playoffs. And to me, didn't have that exciting feeling. It was a great game. It was a close game. Um, But it just didn't have that oomph, I felt like. It was just two teams that I think just rolled in and I don't know. It, it, I know it was most exciting, and it ended in the last seconds, but just had a different feel to it. I, I don't know. I just feel like, again, most team, both teams, to me, appeared to be kind of out of it energetically, I guess. I felt like maybe there'd be more offense. And to be honest with you, 23 and 20 points is probably kind of lucky to get that high. It just yeah. felt like, I don't know. Like I said, it was a great game. Everybody will remember it. Um, maybe it's because the Rams don't have this big fan base, like the stadium. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just was an I saw on Twitter pictures of the Eagles uh, Super Bowl parade and then the, the Rams Super Bowl parade, and it was, like, not even, comp- like, comparable. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you saw on Twitter about the whole Matthew Stafford thing yeah. when the lady fell. Uh, yeah, yeah. And now he's going to be paying for her medical expenses, too, just yeah. to be a good person. Know, just a weird thing. I think the Super Bowl is great. Um, I agree with though the fact that it didn't feel like it was a super like I didn't feel as amped about it. No, I, I as I, I maybe have been other years. I don't know. I feel like the Bengals got exposed a little bit. I don't think they were probably the best AFC team, but they kept winning. They mm-hmm. just found ways to win. Yeah, I mean, they just I I would I you would think the Rams would be able to win pretty and be flashy, but. Really, well, they haven't done no. that. No, they just they just won somehow. Yeah, no, it was kind of like two teams that were so similar. Like yeah. it was just like one A, one B kind of. That's what I mean. I just felt like both came limping into the playoffs. <laughs> and of course, I know Odell went out down during the game, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know if other people felt like that out there. I think people just get caught up in the fact that it was a you know twenty three twenty game. You know, came down to the fourth down pass, and again, how many times did that happen in the game? The Bengals having fourth down or something and one or third and one. And we talked about this last week in the podcast. What do you do? Are you running the ball or throwing it? And what I don't understand is every time the Bengals decided to run it, they didn't even have their best running back there. I mean, why would Mixon not run the football? I don't know. I I felt like the Bengals, uh, 
and then of course Joe Burrow, we know, got injured somewhere. What was in the third quarter or something? Had some sort of injury. Yeah, they said he played through a sprained MCL. Yeah. I think it was. I don't know. That, and he's limping around. That the, I thought well, you could a, see it on the field when he got yeah. that tag. He got he got tackled. His leg kind of fell underneath. You yeah. could see him screaming right. like the instant he felt. He was, after he got tackled, he was like it screaming. It just was different. I don't know. I just think the Bengals they were playing on borrowed time. And the crazy thing is, they were literally maybe a yard away from from maybe winning the Super Bowl too. So. Yeah. I don't know. Good game. It was exciting, obviously, because it was close. It wasn't a blowout, but it kind of played out. And just I still I, the Rams. I feel like have all these offensive players, and yet they just seem like they just can't. They didn't gel, but yet they won. So I don't know. I to me that shows the weakness of the NFC. I guess that's my personal opinion. But we'll talk about that in podcast to come as we get closer to the draft. Well, as we talked teams, about but, though. As one of the positions that would be a big factor would be the D line. I mean, look at yeah. it. They had seven sacks for forty three guys. I didn't feel like it was as bad as like the Titans, but the t- when you play the Titans, you you had the ability to even have a bad offensive line day and still win the game right. because the Titans just had no offense really. And in the end, defense won again. Yeah. Aaron Donald was unbelievable. He's the last play of the game. He he was there. And, I mean, bro, did that made a hollow play just to get that throw off in, in the vicinity of a player. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I, I'm, I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. He got his Super Bowl. Um, he's going to be, no doubt, a Hall of Famer now. The Rams. Uh, well, I think it would be tra- Travis if he wasn't a Hall of Famer, even if he didn't win yesterday or Sunday. Yeah, but, I think you could have debated that. But, I mean, he's he's obviously got it. And depending on what the Rams situation is, free agent-wise, they may they may have that whole team back. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to really add much, obviously, but they have a chance to, I think, repeat as as good as anyone in the NFC. We don't know what's going on in the NFC. We don't know which quarterbacks are going to be there, yeah. what's going on. It just seems There's like the so Rams much right now. Have it kind of set up if they can figure out the financial situation of their players and keep everybody they have. How do they not win again, or how do they not at least represent the yeah. NFC? I mean, that's my personal opinion of it, but. It was great for them. The Bengals, I kind of got mixed signals of. I saw uh, the head coach say the other day, you know, for as bad as the offensive line is, we were just a couple plays away from winning the Super Bowl. I hope that's not really his mindset. I hope he's just kind of defending the offensive line they have because Joe Burrow is getting killed out there. He's the franchise. And we'd have if, to imagine they're going to go. If they don't sure up that line, line. We're in trouble um, if you're a Bengals fan. But, I mean, I, I, I think the Bengals are um, – I don't know. I think we're going to see a little different team come next year. I, I would not put them right at the top of, of my favorites for next year, that's for sure. I mean, I think they still have a very strong chance of being one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, I think they both have a, a very good chance to be um, up there again next year. But obviously we don't know because, like, half the – I mean, what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? Um, I mean, I read somewhere that Tom Brady might not actually be retiring and they don't know where he's going to go, and I'm just like – just retire. Just be done with it. Yeah, 22 years, 44 years old. What are you doing? Don't come. You don't need to play anymore. He's already got seven rings. Well, so I, I just don't get it. Part of his mindset may be, too, again, I, I we're going to talk about this in the weeks to come, our positions of players. But if Aaron Rodgers leaves the NFC, Tom Brady sticks with the Bucks or, or goes somewhere else in the NFC, I mean, the, 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 there's no doubt they're going to make it far. I mean, they are just the, the, the quarterback situation in the NFC, I think, is a hot mess. And um, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers for a while. No. I mean, but although I heard the other day he's going to let them know by March. Yeah, he said he wasn't going to let it go on as yeah, long. 
So I think the deadline to um, franchise players is coming up in a week or so. Um, so they're going to find out what they're going to do with Devontae Adams. I'm sure, they'd like, I'm sure Devontae would like to know the plan from Aaron as well. Yeah. Because I, I can't imagine he'd be there any longer if Aaron's gone. Yeah. What do you have, what do you have to be there for anymore? So the Rams, obviously, back to the Super Bowl. They did what they needed. That's kind of how I felt the whole game was. It was just a, a two teams that were just putting everything they had together for this one game. Wasn't, I thought, pretty at all. thought the Bengals got very conservative, even with, with – um, Joe Burrow injured and somewhere in the third quarter. I just think they they should have taken it. They started off so aggressive and then sort of kind of went backwards, I felt like, as the game went on. And it should have been, uh, again, they had nothing to lose in this game. And um, I think they played a little tight. And um, I think it showed in the end. And in the end, the Rams, congratulations to them. And um, they got their Super Bowl in front of, a again, a stadium that I felt like was just um, – just rich. It wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like an old Super Bowl where you like. It's just so rowdy and crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe those big stadiums do that. I don't know. You know, as opposed. Well, to it's just not a great fan. I mean, it's not a great area for football. It seems yeah. like. I mean, I, they obviously are. And they're never going to get past the Dodgers and the Lakers in yeah. Los Angeles. I mean, yeah. those are their teams, and um, I don't know. It's just like the the other team. They won. I'm sure they're excited, but. I, the Rams, uh, yeah, you're never going to go past the Dodgers. And the well, Rams. it was they played at L.A. when they played the 49ers, and it was more of a 49ers fan base, I <laughs> yeah, think the, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And so, the Bengals, I think, are having their, their parade today. Um, so um, I don't think everybody anybody remembers who finished the second, but, hey, might yeah, as well have a should be proud of what they did. Yeah. Or I mean, all the success you're that right. they had. They have the pieces together. Um, I just think the AFC is so tough. And I think that to, this the perfect storm happened for them to, to get where they okay. did. But well, yeah, I agree with you. And the, uh, the NFC, it would be much easier for yeah. them to get back to the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know. They got a lot more to fight through to get to the Super Bowl than the, anyone in the NFC anymore. They definitely, um, especially if a couple quarterbacks aren't in the NFC anymore. Yeah. So anyway, so we put a wrap on Super Bowl Fifty Six next year. I think they're back in um, other in Arizona actually. For the Super Bowl, so wasn't it odd though? Last year was the first year that any team had ever played at home in the Super Bowl, and now it's and it happened again. So, Cardinal fans out there, <laughs> I know what you're thinking, <laughs> but um, we're going to talk about that as in the weeks to come. Sounds like there's some issues going on in Arizona, but yeah. I, I don't think we're going to be picking Arizona. But we are going to ask the question. Well, they came out so strong and then just had an epic collapse, didn't they? Yeah, after they lost the Lions, I think they just sort of. I don't know. I, I think, think they kind of got exposed. Well, yeah, I think teams with kind of figure it out. Limitations, and then, I feel like, in some cases, it's easier to game plan. Yeah. And they play, obviously, the NFC West teams twice. I think they kind of figure out how to yeah. handle I think they were a team that got figured um, out after about seven weeks. Injured all the time, you know, the defense. Well, J.J. Watt is just a constant on the injured list. Yeah, so I don't know. So we'll talk about teams in the future. But if we had to right now, Pick. Uh, let's let's put a prediction out there, a whole year ahead of time. Stephen, who would be your two teams to to make it to Super Bowl Fifty Seven next year? That's tough because I feel like the AFC. You could pick about half the league. Um, I mean, with the Bills, I mean they were so close to being the Chiefs, and then I feel like you can never rule out the Chiefs. But at the same time, I 
I don't want to be the guy that, like everyone else, that just holds on to the Chiefs for their five years if they don't even win a Super Bowl. So, but I also did read that uh, Patrick Mahomes asked his wife and his brother to not go to games anymore. So maybe oh, that'll be a little distraction. No, he came out and said, "What are you guys smoking?" Basically, oh, I don't think so. People I think were he's, saying, he's you know, too focused. he's got to get him out of there. They were saying it's too much of a. It's ruining his um, <clears throat> reputation and his sponsors and. But, I don't know. The social media world, he, he definitely plays along with social media for sure. Right? Well, all those guys do. They know it's a game. They know how to get people inter- interested and, and want them to, you know, tune in to everything. Yeah, it'll be interesting. But So who, who what two teams you got? Gosh. Um, I'll give you my teams what you're thinking for a minute. I think, I think no team probably learn more than the Buffalo Bills did losing that game in Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as moral victories in the NFL, but I'm going to tell but you what. The offensive coordinator left for yeah, the other job, right? But they got, hopefully, everybody, they, you know, it sounds like they got a pretty solid team. They started running the ball more, which they needed to help mm-hmm. Josh Allen. He's electric with his legs. I think it can be almost as dynamic, not quite, as Patrick Mahomes. I don't know, again, free agency and all that, what's going to end up happening, but I would definitely, if I had to right now, put a prediction out there. We'll see where we are in August when we make predictions, but I'll go with the Buffalo Bills, and in the NFC, I think i got to stick with the Rams. I think, again, depending on what their free agency situation is like, and we'll know that in the coming weeks, um, I don't see anybody in the NFC that um, I'm not mine in Green Bay. Don't Don't go down that road with me. Um, so if I had to right now, I'd go Rams, Bills, and Super Bowl 57. See, I want to go with the Bills, too. And I was impressed with the, how they played against the Chiefs. I just, I feel like they sometimes slow down, too, offensively and ride Josh Allen a little bit more than they they ha- they should be to be a healthy offensive team. I feel like they kind of a little bit with, like, the Bengals. I think that's somewhat, not that it's Joe Burrow's fault. Until not. they let, until they let well, until they go crazy yeah. in Kansas City, they were kind of handcuffed again. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's the way with the Bengals. It's, it seems to be most of their offense has to go through Joe Burrow because they can't seem to run the ball. So I don't know if the Bills will be able to be any better, but I do agree with you on the Rams. Like, I don't know anyone else that, you know, obviously we don't know what free agency is going to look like in the next couple months before the season starts and throughout the season, but it's hard to go against the Rams. I mean, I don't think they have like a, extremely long future of of being bright like the Bengals might have um but and the bills and the chiefs and i mean I the mean, only thing that i think they have going against them too is no teams won back-to-back super bowl since i think 0405 with the patriots so with that being said it's hard to get always well, it's always hard, it's hard to get things like super that bowl. i think it's harder um, than any other sport to make it to the top but um you can always go with the dallas cowboys no i'm not going team. with dallas cowboys they, they um, are in the I'm industry. either between the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills for that. So that's the hardest thing right now. I don't know who to pick because I, I don't want to be like everybody else that thinks the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl every year because after this last year, I just don't feel I feel like the time is kind of coming closer to an end than we think it is. I feel like you've got too many guys that they just can't stay on the same team for that long. I mean, Travis Kelsey, they got those couple of good receivers. They got Tyreek Hill, Patrick There's Mahomes. going on with Eric Bieniemy, all these. Oh, yeah. Him and so you know what? having all these meetings. I don't know. I, I feel like Kansas City I could, could those blow teams, up pretty though. quick. I don't want to go with the Rams and Bengals, but I don't want to go with the Bills with you because I don't want, I want to change it up, you know. I want to mix it up. So. Well, we'll have many a time to make a prediction. 
I'll just stick with the same two teams I had there this year. I, I feel like the Bengals are going to be extremely good again next year, and I feel like the Rams should be the same next year as well. It's just the Bengals have to pick an offensive lineman and maybe find a way to trade for another one. And then just got to work with what you got, I guess. I don't my know, hot, but they have to find something. My hot take, my February hot take for next year is I don't even think the Bengals finished first or second in their division. That's that's not that's fair because it's a good division. So I bet I wouldn't be surprised the Bengals don't even make the playoffs. So we'll see where that goes. But, but anyway, there's my hot take. What do you think about the Browns then? And what do you think about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's not going to be good next year. I don't. I'm not buying Pittsburgh, but I'll take the Ravens right now. Okay. And I. I think a healthy Baker Mayfield, depending on what the Browns end up doing, there's a lot of rumors that Kirk Cousins is going to come over. And, of course, he's familiar with that coaching staff in Cleveland. And Cleveland's obviously got two of the best running backs in the NFL. And if they actually just play ball the way Cleveland should play, defense should only get stronger. I think the Browns, again, I'm not picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, God. But You're one of those people. I think the Browns can beat the, the Bengals. They, they did it this year already. I, I, I think the Browns and the Ravens finish 1-2 in that division. So that's my, that's my hot take. You got to have oh, a hot gosh. take. Got to remember, because next year, next year when the Bengals don't even make the playoffs, I'm going to replay this for everybody. So there's my hot take. There okay. you go. Yeah, when the Browns go 6-10, and 10, you're also going to play a video, right? Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But um, so there's kind of our Super Bowl wrap up, and even Super Bowl preview prediction for next year. What do you think of Tennessee? I don't know. You know, I, I think it's. I feel like they're a team without a true leader right now. Yeah, I, I, I don't. It's buy, not pretty, but it's, I don't buy any of those wide receivers. I mean, I know. Go ahead, you can name the names. I don't believe in any. Well, of Julio them. has done nothing, but AJ Brown's a good receiver. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Well, Derrick Henry is at some point sort of. I think just maybe max out. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, that quarterback situation, I, I'll tell you one thing. I know no one believes in Baker Mayfield, but uh, they're, they're on the same category. So I, I don't know. I, I don't I, – the Titans are a fraud. They play in a weak division. They'll go head-to-head with the Colts. They'll go back and forth and boom. I mean, it just I, – I feel like the Titans are, are the same, same song and dance every year. We're going to see the same thing from them every year. They're going to finish high every year. They're going to make the playoffs and just be a dud. And, um, you know, everyone talks about that defense just because Mike Brabo was a great defensive player. I feel like it's one of their weakest parts of their team. So, no. Well, when they got hurt this year, it was just they didn't have a quarterback that could win them a game. When it was, well, they're going to have the same quarterback, though, next year. I know. Year. I'm just saying that that was their issue. And I feel like a little bit offensively they were challenged just because I don't think Derek Henry had played so long, and I don't know if he was truly healthy. He didn't look the same. He didn't have the same power, the same speed, same agility. I mean, there was no doubt about that when I watched that game. The way I look at it, though, is you just saw two teams. Well, I'm not sure they're a team that could win the Super Bowl, even at, at healthy Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill playing at least solid football. I mean, I think we saw this year that two teams that even if you can't run the ball, if you can throw the ball, you can win. I think you can't have a team that can only run the ball and not throw the ball and win. And to me, mm-hmm. that's where Tennessee is. Well, where would you rank those the Bengals' defense and the Rams' defense compared to the... Um, I put them all in the same mix. I mean, okay. I think they're slightly better than the Titans. Again, I think the Titans are just seen as Mike Rabel-ish, that they're tough, they're going to knock you in the face, and they're going to beat you defensively. They're, I mean, if, I don't even think they're that great defensively. But I don't know. I Again, the Titans are going to be right there. There's no doubt about it. So we'll see what ends up happening with them. But it's just, it's, it's, 
it's always fun. You know, we're going to see a lot happen, obviously, with free agency. And, of course, the draft gets everybody excited. Some mm-hmm. new young talent. Even though I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't. There's some good players out there. We'll see how that progresses over the next couple of months. But um, I, I think, again, a topic we're going to have to figure out and that we had scheduled for today is where does Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady fall into this? Because, again, they can change everything. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers goes to, the, say, the 49ers, I mean, how are you not going to put the 49ers as, as Super Bowl favorites? If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Denver Broncos, there's a team that's got a very solid defense. How do you not put the Broncos as one of the favorites? But then they're playing in the AFC with the Bengals and um, the Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah, so, you know. Half the good teams, or more than half the good teams. Brady, you know, I I don't know. There's so many rumors out there that Brady has his eyes set on certain couple teams. That sounds terrible. I I don't know. And, And is somebody really going to give up? All they're going to have to give up to the Bucks to get Brady, because obviously they still have the rights to him. A man that's only going to play for, uh, he can't play much longer. No, so I don't know why. I, I don't really know why you'd really tr- trade for him unless you're a, a team that has a bunch of young wide receivers and, and running backs that just needs a quarterback for a year or two. You draft a guy and let him learn from Tom Brady for a year. And I think one of the best teams. Or have a young guy that maybe isn't just drafted. but In the NFL that didn't even make the playoffs was um, the Chargers. I mean, yeah. I, I mean That's a dangerous team remember, right there. I mean, my goodness. Again, another team in the AFC. I mean, they didn't even make the playoffs. No. Again, don't ask me how that happened. I mean, once that team starts to gel, again, the AFC is stacked. And that's what's great about the NFL. The Bengals, the worst team two years ago, to, yeah. to, just a minute away from winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, from a couple plays so away from winning. It's it gives hope i think to every nfl franchise that i mean again you might not always have the well-known players like mahomes and allen but if you get everything together you find the right leadership you have a team that commits and is united um i think that's great i just think the Bengals they, they struggled as the year went on to run the football it caught up to them and you saw if joe burrow tweaks an ankle you're in trouble and yeah. um so again it's just it's one of those things where it's just going to be really interesting to see what happens to Brady and and Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers would be crazy to leave Green Bay because there is, without question, that is his easiest path to win. Um, he plays in a horrible division. Um, they're going to end up getting home field. I mean, they're going to have to beat the Cowboys and the Rams. Other Probably than home that. field doesn't matter anymore, though. Yeah, you know, but still. Because he said that he wanted home field against their 49ers. It had been a different game plan in 10-degree weather. He got what he wanted. Yeah. And then win. you got a 49ers team that's going to get rid of their quarterback that almost led them to the Super Bowl and start somebody who's never really started much in the NFL. I don't know if he started a game or two when Garoppolo got injured. But, I mean, you, you just got a, a NFC that I think is beaten up. I don't think there's any identities out over on the in the NFC, and now you got the AFC it seems to be loaded. So um, it's just is one of those things that I think the right – It'll be the off season in the NFL is always interesting. Teams will completely change. These wide receivers are going to go here, there, and like you said, look at Julio Jones went, you know, and everyone's like, my gosh, in Atlanta yeah. he was, you know, was no one could guard and nobody could could defend the guy. Next thing you know, I don't even his statistics this year were pretty pathetic. I hope you didn't have him on your fantasy team. Yeah, um, he did nothing. It, it was not. It was not a good. A good. Well, that's the problem. It seems like with the Titans. 
offense if you have anyone on that team other than Derrick Henry. You don't know. One week you might have a solid game, and the next week you might actually come up with an egg. Yeah. I mean, that's realistic. Out of, I mean, their best receiver to their worst receiver. Right. Like, he could catch two touchdowns and have 50 yards and have eight catches or whatever, and have a, you know, have a good day. But then you also could get one catch for, like, three yards. Yeah. I don't know. And it could be their best receiver. I mean, it's just, just top to bottom. Derrick Henry is their the, the gas that keeps them going. And then they just have other guys surrounding him. And when he wasn't healthy, it was pretty clear that they just were not the same. I'm not saying they would have made it done anything in the playoffs, but you could tell that Derrick Henry wasn't Derrick Henry. Right. And I think their offense struggled because they couldn't gel with him back in it. And the pressure is you were not the healthy one, healthy Derrick Henry. So it'll be interesting. We're never going to leave the NFL. Every week we'll have segments in the NFL. We're going to start breaking down player positions and see what's going on with the rumor mill, of course, over the next few months as we lead up to the draft. One more topic we want to kind of talk about the NFL is, and I think this is just kind of a a one to throw out there and make people think, but Stephen and I, I was texting him, and I said, you know, let's, let's, if there was one thing, obviously, in this great NFL season, we talked about the overtime rule for a while, what is one thing you think the NFL could do to make the NFL even better than it already is? I mean, it gets Don't the like highest ratings. Ties. All right, so you're saying no ties. Well, I mean, when do anyone when do you tie? <laughs> when I played CYO basketball, I think we tied once because we went to like three overtimes. That's CYO basketball. That's not the NFL. Why do you let anyone end in ties? I mean, they have to be able to find a way to make that better. Um, other than that. I mean, obviously, the overtime, like, the whole, like, if you just go down and score a touchdown, it's over. I don't really like that. Especially not for the playoffs. Like, I feel like the playoffs, like, you couldn't, the NFL could get so much more of a following if they just wouldn't let that happen. Because, right. I mean, who, everyone wants to see points. I mean, that's why they liked the Bills-Chiefs game. Right. At the end of the game, they scored, what, three or four touchdowns the last two minutes? Yeah. And then they had that, that Rams-Chiefs uh, Rams game a couple of years ago. And that was one of the most watched games in a long time. And it was like 55 to 52 or something like that. I mean, people want to see points. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But don't let games end in ties. All right. That's a good or one. Don't let them end when the arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL didn't even get to touch the field. Yeah. I mean, that's how you get fans. That's how you get money. All right. I mean, the NFL is already obviously doing pretty well in itself. But still, it's just if you're any type of a business person, you would think what are a couple ways we could get more fans involved. I think those two right there would be huge in that. Okay. My, mine's going to be a little different. My, mine's going to be about the visibility of the NFL. I think we need to change the schedule a little bit. I think we need to get more people to see more games more of the time. I think we need to up the t- start times of the games. I think we need to start them at 12, 3, yeah, 7. I agree with I that. think these games starting at 8.30 on the East Coast. I know they do it because of the West Coast. No one watches football on the West Coast anyways. I mean, uh-huh. we saw the Super Bowl rings. You tweeted that retweet from one of your buddies about the fact that, you know, what are we going to do in the Midwest besides watch football <laughs> in the middle of the winter, yeah. right? All the, I mean, what was it, Detroit and yeah. Cleveland and yeah. Cincinnati, I think, were the yeah. top three. And exactly. Detroit and Cleveland, I mean, haven't been to this, either team hasn't been to the Super Bowl. And I mean, Detroit has never been to the Super Bowl. So. And I think we need to do something where – you know, CBS and Fox, they spend all this money to get these games. There's no reason why we shouldn't be able to watch more than one game or a doubleheader just once yeah. a week on every other channel. I mean, we're stuck watching the freaking Cowboys every week. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely ridiculous. When you I literally we weren't talking about them. I know. Just let me just go on my rant for a minute. We're sitting here in the, the team. We're sitting here in the Midwest. 
We watch the most, put the eyes most on every football game and television. Yet, um, here, let's say in Toledo, where you could be easily a Cincinnati fan, a Detroit fan, a Cleveland fan, a Pittsburgh fan, even a Bears fan, mm -hmm. and we don't even get to see most of those games no. because we're only going to get to see whichever one is supposedly in our local market. And then the next game is going to be the doubleheader of the Cowboys and Giants because the NFC East takes over, takes precedent over everything. I don't understand how we can't put something together where with the money that they're paying, we can't see two games on CBS at noon, two games on Fox, well, you know what I mean, Fox and CBS at noon, two at three o'clock, and then start that Monday night game or Sunday night game and Monday night game at seven o'clock. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. The people who are watching the games are not able to watch the games. I mean, granted, there's nothing wrong with staying up to midnight, but... It is kind of a pain after a long weekend or something. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're going to start on a Monday or Tuesday, two games in a row that are going to end at midnight, it's yeah. ridiculous. Well, Except yeah, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. I mean, oh, yeah, and you just have a long Thursday week of game. just anything else going on in life. It's yeah. just, it's so late. So you're going to wake up, and not only that, but we're growing it with kids, right? Not mm -hmm. just college kids, but, I mean, those kids can stay up all night. But we're talking specifically seven, ten-year-olds that are playing more sports other than football because of a lot of different reasons. I mean, we need to let them see the stars. And yeah. these Thursday night games, these Sunday night games, and these Monday night games are supposed to be the biggest games in some cases. Yet, yeah. again, but we can always get to see the Washington Redskins play the Cowboys or the Giants play the Cowboys. It's just, I think the NFL's got it. Is that the Washington Redskins? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. The Washington, um, whatever they are. Commanders? Com Commanders now. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, don't, don't say that. No, that okay, is mean of you. I'm sorry. I'm just saying... There's got to be something the NFL can do to, I think, you know, and again, everyone's going to say, what do you mean? They have the biggest market. They have the most fans. No, it's about, as you just said, continuing to grow the game. Yeah. You can't get stagnant. And let's be honest with you, for you and I, we're watching NFL Red Zone anyways because we just want to see our fantasy points. Yeah. So, again, I think the NFL's got to figure something out. There's no excuse why the city of Toledo can't see both the Browns and the Lions Um uh, football games it's just yeah. a shame i mean and most weekends you're going to only be able to see one or the other but you're always going to get to see the bills the chiefs and the cowboys in the saints i mean constantly on tv yeah. I, it's just well i mean again we're, we're we're northwest ohio we there's tons of north teams up here why don't we get to see them i think that's what the nfl could do so let's start it let's let's go with it so um and the last thing we probably need to talk about because some people have asked me is about the super bowl halftime um what I don't like is it's the longest halftime, so it just makes the game yeah. even go longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. You got fans that there's this there's this halftime show, and then there's this game around it. Yeah. And then you got people that there's this game, and then there's this halftime show in between it. I think there's just different views on who likes. It seems like everyone will watch Super Bowl. It just depends on are you watching it for the halftime show or are you watching it for the football game? Yeah. I mean, so I think those two have two different takes could on it. Could care less about it, but even if there wasn't this glamorous halftime show, she's still going to watch the game, I think. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of what I liked about it, I don't know. I only knew a couple of the songs. Well, yeah, you're not going to. I feel like they were definitely more my generation, though. But I feel like people more my age would have liked it a little bit more, just because Eminem. I mean, Eminem's. I mean, they've been around, though. I awesome. mean, some of those songs were... were well, yeah, I'm not... From no, I get that. Age group. And I then Dr. J and Snoop Dogg, I mean, that's not a new song, but that's something that I feel like more people my age, like, will listen to. And I mean, not that I listen to it all the time, but, like, I knew all the songs, and then right. Kendrick Lamar. I mean, it was definitely more, I feel like, a younger crowd's halftime show. Yeah. I mean, I think... Um, 
again, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I just, yeah. I saw everybody online. The problem is that they have whatever. I don't, I yeah, don't know. About you that. know, we always say that in the moment yeah. of time. Was it better than last year? I don't even remember last year. It was year. the weekend, remember? Oh, my goodness. See, I already forgot about it. And next year you're going to ask me who played in the Super Bowl halftime show, and I'm not going to remember either. Yeah. So I don't even remember two Super Bowl halftimes. I remember Michael Jackson singing at the Rose Bowl, and everybody talks about Prince. I don't really like any of Prince songs, but I remember him playing Purple Rain in the Rain, I think, in Miami. So yeah. people say those were the two of the greatest shows. But I don't know. I think it's funny. You know, people want rap. One minute they want country. I think it was more country singers singing the national anthem. They want rock and roll, R&B. I mean, they want all this. Um, I just think it's funny that they make such a big deal about what we consider a football game, but the halftime show has to um, live up to the hype, I guess. Well, I just wonder if it would be more liked or not. I don't know the reviews on it, if it was like people thought it, like a general consensus that people thought it was awesome or not, versus just a couple people saying like it was great. If it would be better if they had more of like a diversif like diversifying like the types of yeah. genres they're playing, Maybe or if they just stick to artists from different yeah. That's, I don't know if that, that would make it together, together, or if if they would have liked to just hammer in on one. I don't know. They obviously just a thought. had West Coast representation. The whole concept of the West Coast with with mm-hmm. the Super Bowl being back in Los Angeles for the first time. I don't know. I thought the Janet Jackson one was the most memorable one myself. I mean, you know. What can I say? Well, I yeah, think. her and JT were a pretty good combo. If that's what you're yeah. saying. Hey, chemistry. Hey, what? It's one of the most talked about ones of all time. So, um, and I think it will continue to be. Yeah. Um, the memes out there with that one still are pretty interesting. The the real version of it's interesting. If they had one that would be talked about more, it'd have to be pretty epic. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm not going to say what they'd have to do. But and this is a PG a few podcast. Crazy, crazy this things. conversation might take it to PG yeah. 13 for a minute. On to the next thing. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, the halftime show. I think that's a really good idea. I think somehow we should run with that. Why not have four different performers, four different genres, have them sing their hits, kind of bring them together, see what yeah. it all mixes like, and see. I just feel like get a little would, bit of everything. Yeah, everything. I feel like that would get more groups liking the halftime show. Because if you got, you know, a good country artist, you know, hip-hop, rap, maybe even throwing a little bit of rock, and I don't know what you'd want to throw in after that, but, like, I just feel like it'd be a good... I feel like it'd be maybe even better just because of the fact that you, you involve more people as opposed to... Just kind limiting of, to one. I'm yeah, kind of one. I mean, I liked them all, don't get me wrong, and there's all the songs I like, but, like, it, it, you know, not everyone likes just that. Yeah, so I think it's a great idea. I don't know why we don't. We seem like we get tied in, well, it's got to be this type of one. It's got to be this type. Well, why not mix it up and change it up? So I definitely think that's a good idea. So that's our NFL talk for this podcast. A little bit of everything as we um, as we kind of wrap the NFL season up. But again, every podcast, I don't think a podcast would be complete without talking something NFL. And it will continue every week as we um, obviously look forward. Now, that's the sad thing, right? I texted you. Yeah. And so sent you a tweet about we're so few days away now from football again, right? Like, I don't know. Like, we yeah. talked about we can't Six wait months. for it to come back, but we want to enjoy our summer, too. And um, Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing that sucks about college football and NFL is, like, we're so eager to get that started. And we're like, okay, well, now it's, like, down to the demise and the downfall of the good weather. Yeah, when it you starts to get mid- worse and worse, and then when, it's just, like, yeah. you don't even want to be when you looking live in the outside. Midwest it looks cold. With this weather, you... you 
don't want football season to come back. Yeah, you don't want it to. After it's over, it's time for, you know, sun to come out and start to get nice out. And, you know, a month after the Super Bowl, two months after the Super Bowl, it's starting to be to the area where we can actually have fun outside again um, for longer than 20 minutes. Um, so we're going to be outside in a few minutes. We're going to be going skiing in a little bit. We're going to, I'm sure, have a lot of fun for a few hours outside. It will not be a warm one. No. Nope, nope, nope. Let's just hope we all come back in one piece. But anyways, um, to, to close the podcast, we've got a couple other hot topics we want to kind of hit for just a minute. We're 22 days away from Selection Sunday, so the college basketball season is heating up. Um, you know, we got, I think, about five or six games left for everybody. We're headed to the Michigan-Michigan State game on March 1st, which will mm-hmm. be exciting for Steven, obviously. It'll be a good game as Michigan's trying to fight to get in the NCAA tournament. But action's heating up. Um, I know it's hard. College basketball is kind of hard to, to, to say what's going to happen, but we're also excited because we got the University of Toledo. It's going to have a chance maybe to, to reach March yeah, Madness. Probably had a streak since 1979. I, mean, I can't think of any other streak since 1979. They're still active. Um, we'll have a conversation about that when oh, we get off the podcast. Okay. How's that sound? Yeah. There's something about 1979. It's a, it's a really exciting year. I don't know what it is. So I think by May 1st this year, there's going to be a couple um, streaks just, from 1979 that are gone. I think That's what I think. I think the city of Toledo would go absolutely nuts if they can get to the championship game. I think the city of Toledo would represent very well in Cleveland. Better, hopefully, than they do at Savage Arena because they, it's kind of hard to... It's kind of sad when you look at some of the pictures of some of the games. But um, So we're getting March Madness. We're 22 days away. Um, starting next week, we'll take a look at um, the polls, and we'll talk about some of the teams that are hot and not. Obviously, Rutgers is a team to talk about though in the Big Ten, even though uh, Hart Brown, Hart, or I can't think of what his name is. The, one of the players for uh, Rutgers had a, I don't know if it's like a broken hand, or I don't know what it exactly is. They just had a left hand injury. Um, and he's Definitely one of the better players. The hottest, one of the hottest teams in college yeah, basketball, period. And let's be honest, that's what happens with March Madness. As we get ready, these next 22 days, we kind of look to see which teams are heating up, which teams are getting hot. Yeah, Ron Harper. Like UCLA did last year in, in the you know the first few games. Next thing you know, they're in the Final Four. So there's a lot going on um, with college basketball, and we look forward to really getting into it next week. As we get closer and closer to selection yeah, Sunday, definitely gonna be a main, more of a main topic. Yeah, with yeah, yeah the tournament coming up pretty soon, and then obviously the week before that we have uh, the week before that we have the uh, conference championships, um, and then the NCAA tournament starts a week after that. So one topic that we're going to talk about for a few minutes too, which is obviously a, a big part of what we spend a lot of our summer doing is golfing. We not always going to talk PGA Tour golf here, but for anybody who, if you do follow golf, you know this, and if you don't follow any golf, well, you're about to hear it for the first time. Um, the PGA Tour is under attack right now by some of its own players um, as the Saudi government is trying to start a new golf league um, that is run through the Saudi government. And, of course, their money that they have in Saudi Arabia, and they're going out trying to recruit players to join the PGA Tours fighting to keep their players. They're going to make some big changes to their schedule. For those of you who know anything about golf, they're going to change the fall series. They're giving players more money. Um, As if they don't already have enough money. Yeah, I'll, I mean, we could go on for quite some time. I mean, there's there's some guys out there. It, it's kind of interesting for 
those of you that hear some of the names are going to be like, oh, I know those names. And if you really, though, follow golf, they're kind of past their generation. The Lee Westwoods, the Ian Poulters, the Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I don't really like the whole I mean, I've, I feel like the last year and a half I've started to really like Phil, but with this whole situation, I really do not. Yeah, so Phil Mickelson has doing. become front and center. He, he's trashed the PGA Tour about um, his retirement and what he's getting. Um, and stuck up for the Saudi government. And now this is where we delve away from sports and people talk about the rights and human rights issues. I mean, the Saudi government dismantled a human being not too long ago, and everybody knows that they did it. And yet, Phil Mickelson's talking about his retirement and ignoring a lot of other things. So for a man that last May, I remember us listening to that mm-hmm. on the way home, um, who took the golf world by storm and probably at that time was the most popular golfer in the game, um, has basically taken his reputation and thrown it on the drain. Yeah. And for what, for his retirement, this man is loaded. He don't need to worry about retirement. These golfers like Charlie Hoffman, who took all the heat last week. I mean, again, thanks to Tiger Woods, he actually has a job. Um, and yet I heard a golfer, I think his name's Jason Kokrak. Um, if I'm seeing the right thing on, Twitter and reading about his articles, you know, he says, you know, he might join because he wants to retire by 44 to spend time with his kids. Well, Jason, guess what? Everybody would like to retire by the age of 44 and spend more time with their kids, but it's called having a job. So you're spoiled, rotten. You're a no name. You're living off of Tiger Woods, essentially. And you're going to join this Saudi tour um, to get this guaranteed money from a government that is not what this country stands for. But Hey, at least you get to retire and you get to spend yeah. more time with your kids. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. Uh, it's 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 it's. So you brought up a good point though last night. I mean, will they allow them to play at the Masters if they are well playing in that? And I I agree with you that they should not allow them. Obviously, the biggest name that everybody probably has heard out there, even if you don't follow golf, you've heard the name Bryson DeChambeau. He's the most current player that is, I guess, going to join this tour, and they're going to make the announcement at the. At the Players Championship, million is what I saw. Yeah, some ridiculous amount. And you know what the sad thing is? No one's going to remember Bryson in twenty years now. Phil Mickelson already made. Well, this is the funny thing. Phil Mickelson already made his name. Yeah. So he ain't losing anything. Bryson DeChambeau is never going to be remembered in three years. Well, I think they're going to be remembered for two different things. Phil's going to be remembered for what he did in the PGA Tour, and then going to the other, the Saudi or whatever league they're playing in. Well, Bryson DeChambeau is going to be remembered as the guy that hit it far and, and went to was the first big name to go. I'm He's definitely remembered for winning the U.S. Open. And Phil Mickelson, again, needs, or whatever to, else he does with us needs to thank Tiger Woods because all these players, they only are making the money they are because of him. And the sad thing is we'd all love to see Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods teeing up when they're 60 years old, first tee at the Masters on Thursday morning. And right now, I could care less if I ever see Phil Mickelson play golf again. It's absolutely ridiculous. Phil, the facts are out there. The PGA Tour players, the retirement, there are no issues. These guys are set for life. Well, they're um, getting, every single time they what, make a cut, they get yeah, 40, they get 50, so 60, much 000. money. And after they make 15 they don't cuts. realize that that's what people make in a year. On a, yeah. The average American makes like 50000 a year. And that's what makes this look so ridiculous and so greedy from them. So, you know what? He's he's writing his, he, I you know, I guess we all write our our history we all write our path and he's taking everything he's earned and it's going to be overshadowed it's going to have that asterisk next to it that he's destroying and, and you know the crazy thing is he's not destroying anything i shouldn't rephrase it he's destroying his career yeah. but the pga tour will never be stronger 
There'll be more young guns. Believe me, more people care about some of these younger guys than well, they will. those younger guys, other than Bryson, are the guys that want to stay. Yeah, and they've been talking up the PGA. And they're tour. the guys that are making the tour. Yeah, you know what it is. So it's just crazy because I guess what this shows is what we've talked about in sports all the time versus competing like LeBron James and wanting to win mm-hmm. versus playing like Tom Brady did versus playing for the money, right? Brady mm-hmm. never always wanted the highest. He always wanted the money yeah. to be able to go to get players around him. Yeah. And yet we have a generation of players now. I mean, this is true. This is athletes. And again, Phil Mickelson, who's 50-some years old, who will never could just sit on his couch for the rest of his life and still have too yeah. much money. And yet, in this case, this is all about greed and money. Yeah. There is nothing. They can't tie it to anything else. Charlie Hoffman went off because of some rule last week. I mean, again, a washed-up golfer. Um, it's just a shame. It, it is. Um, it's kind of interesting though, because we don't ever, we can't, we don't never seen this really well, in any other major sport. Kind of like a hostile t- tr- attempt at a takeover, which is not happening, not going to happen. But it's interesting, and not only that, but I was telling you, I think yesterday too, like. So they're going to play the well, tournament. Maybe, all those guys go, we'll, maybe we'll be chosen. I yeah. I mean, that's maybe the we'll thing. Get Q, we'll, um, Q school. We're just going to put players in that want to play golf and want to play. We, we'll do it. We'll have so. to just change par to about 90 so we can keep shooting yeah. under par. Um, but, yeah, I mean. Hey, we'll, if, we'll be fine with it. I'll, I'll, I'll play for the tour. I, I break my clubs every week. But I'll, I'll take my, you know, my 100, 200, 300,000 that I'm going to wake every weekend. Yeah. So... We're going to, um, one of golf's big tournaments is starting in a few weeks, so we'll spend a little bit more time talking about it. It's just a shame that um, somebody like Phil Mickelson, who I would always root for. And I think, yeah, I mean, he's like a fan, he's really a fan favorite. Yeah. And now he's becoming like an Aaron Rodgers and Antonio. I'm not obviously saying anything like, maybe not like he's doing, but I feel like he's a guy that had it all. Everyone liked him, and now he's finding a way to make that not stay true yeah, anymore. Exactly. He's turning into the Aaron Rodgers of golf. Um, it's just a shame because, again, I think anybody who's a golf fan knows the true story. If you're not a golf fan, you're always going to love Phil Mickelson because you're not even going to realize what's really going on. And, um, again, he just obviously, the, the man needs money. So it's just unbelievable. I don't know. You know, it's probably from all that gambling. You know, Phil's I just got... don't get why you'd want to do that. I, if I was on the PGA Tour, I lived my whole life in, in America. I just, for me personally, I'm not speaking for everyone, but I would not want to leave yeah. where, what I have, how good I have it. And, well, I mean, what, what, there's nothing he has to do the rest of his life. No. Um, I mean, you talk about stress-free life. That would be stress-free to me. Yeah. So um, anyway, so we got plenty of golf to talk about. We are just... I don't know, um, a month and a couple of weeks away from the Masters. We'll spend time talking about that. But about a month, so, three weeks. Yeah. So if anybody's out there, they hear about this story, you kind of now know what it's about. The Saudi government's trying to start their own, turn- their own tour and get some of the biggest names away from the American tour, but it ain't going to happen. Again, a couple people are going to leave. It's just going to open up more opportunities, hopefully, for more exciting players to get there. Yeah, I mean, hopefully get it. some new names, some young guns that can make names to replace the guys that are going to go. Right. And I just, yeah, I mean, it is kind of funny because, I mean, you said Adam Scott was going to be one yep. of those guys, too. I mean, you talk about Phil. Bryson, really the only guy that would. But, I mean, that's kind of Bryson, though, to be honest with you. That doesn't surprise me. He's kind of always been that taking the path that's, the path that's not 
chosen or whatever. Yeah. I can't think of this, the yeah. phrase, but take the path that's least followed yeah, or whatever. I mean, he's that kind of person. That it's the road less traveled. Yeah, that's the road less traveled. That's that's just the way he's been, and I feel like Phil's starting to kind of somewhat be that way. And then he's just, just more outspoken now than he is. Trying to be more rough. Rublin, you yeah. know, like I guess maybe he thinks hitting the big ball, yeah. saying stuff, and he won a major last yeah. year. I don't, I don't understand it. So, um, definitely kind of tarnishing his career. It's just his name. Yeah. It just doesn't. I think he's gonna again. How have many people, so many fans that are not gonna want to be his fan anymore if yeah. he does? I mean, cause just what he's doing. It just he's he's like putting his name in it and everything. It's just like just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, it's I like, mean, I don't. I don't know. So if I had all that money, maybe I would talk to. But I just don't see why you'd ever want to leave the PGA Tour in America. I mean, you have it so good. You have it better off than anyone. Well, hopefully the PGA Tour, the majors that are not sanctioned by the PGA Tour, they're sanctioned by different bodies of the golf world, um, will, you know, the PGA has already said that they're not eligible for the PGA and they can't play in the Ryder Cup, I guess. Um, let's hope the USGA, the Masters Tournament, and the RNA do the same thing and, um, you know, if you want to play in the Saudi and get the money, great. Then they yeah. can make their own Masters tournament somewhere else, but <laughs> yeah. not the one in Augusta, Georgia. Georgia. Any comparable to any of the PGA? And the Masters like. usually takes hard lines when it comes to certain things. Well, yeah, they're the kind most, of controversy yeah. there. I, I can't believe that they wouldn't, but we'll see. So, anyway, so it's a little longer podcast than normal, but we want to hit a lot of different topics. Next week, we'll be back on Saturday with all sorts of discussion. Again, if anybody's got any ideas, any comments, remember on Twitter, Facebook. At Talking Sports 20. There you go. Make sure you um, follow us along, and hopefully you start throwing us some feedback, too, so we can kind of go back and forth. It's always fun to hear what others' opinions are as well. So, anyways, hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. We're always talking sports better than most.